This is our fourth session on Ephesians 3, 7 to 13. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach as gospel to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. Now I'm going to stop there because in our first session we looked at this unit here I guess that was the second session after the overview. And that the ministry of the gospel that Paul had, had two designs. To preach as gospel to the Gentiles, the nations, the unsearchable riches of Christ, which we looked at last time. We separated it off like this. And now today we focus on the second one, so that's the first one, and here's the the second infinitive purpose, namely, to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So, Father, as we focus on this bringing to light the plan that has been hidden in you for ages upon ages before the foundation of the world, who created all things, grant that that light would dawn on us in its fullness. That plan would be clear as it can be to us at this stage in fullness why you would conceal it for so long and what it has to do with the creation. We ask these things by your Spirit, from your Word now. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's focus on first this purpose, to bring to light, to lighten everyone, to bring to light what is the plan. There are two senses in which Paul is charged to bring something to light. You see the first one in the preceding paragraph where it says, assuming you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me, how the mystery was made known, made known to me by, the revela- by revelation as I have written briefly when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, but has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. So there it is. It had been kept secret. It is now revealed to Paul. He writes about it. When we read it, we can, we can see. So there is this, this uh, objective, objective, revelation of the plan. So bring to light for everyone means 
receive revelation from God and write it down in an understandable way so that people can read it or hear it preached. That's number one. But that word, light, bring light, is used one other place in Ephesians, and it's right here in chapter 1. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give you the spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. That's the word. He's praying that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened so that they can know what is the hope to which they've been called and what are the riches of the glorious inheritance and so on. So to know the revelation, you need a spirit of revelation or you need to have the eyes of your hearts enlightened. So a second meaning here is supernatural light in the heart. So when Paul says his task as an apostle is to bring to light for everyone, he means I have an objective task and I have a subjective task that I carry out by prayer. I ask God to do what I cannot do which sheds a lot of light, by the way, on this commission that Jesus gave to Paul right at his conversion and commission in Acts 26, 17. Jesus says to Paul, I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So I'm sending you, Paul, to open their eyes. And I can imagine Paul saying, I can't open anybody's eyes. And Jesus would say, no, not on your own you can't, but I'm not sending you on your own. I'm sending you with an, with an objective revelation that you will receive as an apostle, and you are to declare, and I'm sending you with the power to go pray that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant spirit of revelation and that eyes would be enlightened. So don't ever think that when I send you to bring to light for everyone what is the plan, that it's all up to you. All you have to do is write a letter or preach a sermon, and it's done. No, it's not done. It's half done. Namely, this part is half done. Our job is to give objective truth to people, and then God must do this supernatural enlightening of the heart, but that's our task as well. So those are the double meanings. That's the double meaning of to bring to light for everyone. What is the plan of the mystery? The plan of the mystery. In other words, not just to reveal a mystery. We know what the mystery is. This mystery is the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers of the promise through the gospel. The promise in Christ through the gospel. So that's the mystery. Gentiles are fellow heirs with the Jews in the inheritance. 
But there's a plan. And it's bigger than that particular aspect of the mystery. And it involves that bigger dimension. And it involves how it comes about. And that's what Paul says his job is. He has received the the ministry of the gospel with the specific charge to herald unsearchable riches and to bring to light the plan of the mystery. Now, when I say it's bigger than the inclusion of the Gentiles with the Jews, I get that from going back here to chapter 1. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. There's the mystery. And we know the essence of what that is, the mystery of his will, according to his purpose. So this mystery accords with a bigger purpose, and this purpose is set forth in Christ as a plan. That's the word plan that Paul is now charged to bring to light for everyone. What's the plan? The plan is for the fullness of time to sum up all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. And so the mystery of Jew and Gentile being included in one, one body in Christ, with Christ as the head of that body, and thus summing up all the redeemed in the one body of Christ, is a part of the plan. But the plan is larger than that and includes all things, things in heaven, things on earth. Christ will be the head of it all. And the plan includes how it comes about through the gospel, through the blood, through the torn flesh, through the cross, through the tearing down of the dividing wall of hostility, through the ending of the law. Everything he's been saying in verses 11 to 22 of chapter 2 is the the how of the mystery, namely the plan. And that plan was hidden for ages in God. And I think the reason he probably underlines that again, just like he had said up here, that it had not been revealed, which was not made known to the sons of men in previous generations, I think the reason he probably repeats that here in God is because perhaps many tribes and Gentiles would say, why hasn't, why wasn't that um, enacted earlier than 33 BC or 33 AD? Why didn't for 2,000 years of God's dealing with Israel, this plan get enacted? And part of the answer is it's been hidden in God for the fullness of of time. Finally, why does he say, who created all things? Why does he, at this very point of hiding the mystery and the plan for ages in God, draw attention to the fact that the God who's concealing the plan for ages created all things? I have two suggestions. What you do when you have a question like that is just stop and ponder what are the implications of the very nature of 
creation? And I think the first answer would be that the plan is holy from God. In other words, since he made all things, nothing from outside himself can dictate the plan. The plan is his. It originates in him. Here's the second implication of the fact that he is the one who created all things. Namely, all things serve the plan. Nothing can compete with the plan successfully. Since God is the creator, he is sovereign over all things because he made all things, and he made all things according to plan because he's a wise God, and therefore everything serves the plan, and the plan of the mystery cannot be defeated. The plan for how the mystery of Jew and Gentile saved in one body will come about through the gospel and the plan that is bigger than just Jew and Gentile coming together in the gospel, namely the summing up of all things in Christ cannot fail.